Welcome to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope you are equipped by this message from Pastor Tom Lively. For more information about our church, please visit foundationchurchfl.com. Holy Spirit, you are welcome. You don't have to be, we're not bowing our heads or anything. I'm just talking to the Lord. You are welcome in this place. We desire you, Holy Spirit. Listen, the Holy Spirit's the answer. Jesus sits at the right hand of the throne of God. God is in heaven. The Holy Spirit's here. It's not belittling the Father. It's not belittling the Son. The Holy Spirit doesn't come back. Jesus does. But Jesus is here right now, and he is the answer for the world. The Holy Spirit is the answer for the world. The Holy Spirit is the answer for the world. And we have to stand up and be mighty in his power. This is a call to action. I called you to action last week and didn't give you any action to go to. So I'm going to do that this week. I want to do want to tell all of you that you sing very well off key. <laughs> Came in unison. Nice job. Everybody was singing the wrong key at the right, at the wrong moment, but you sounded, you were all together. So that was good. <laughs> That's good for you guys, but it's a nightmare if you're the worship leader or the pastor or anybody else. So happened to all of us. Anybody who's ever led worship, there just comes a time where you just can't find the note. It's just how it is. It's happened to me before. And I pressed through. I remember I was singing some old hymn at our first church, our second church building. And I just kept on singing. And there's my mother-in-law here. Yeah, there she is. Norma. She came out. You know, she won't remember this. It was a long time ago. And I said, she's talking about it. I was talking about it with her. And she, I said, yeah, I just kept, you know, just pressed on through. And she goes, yeah, I don't know why you did that. <laughs> <laughs> you should have just stopped. <laughs> and she was right. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Love you. <laughs> she was right, though. All right, this is a call to action. If there's one thing that you must get into your head this morning, did everybody hear that? If there is one thing that you must get into your skull this morning, is that this is not a passive faith. You and I are not involved with a passive covenant. Things are not just going to happen. Stay with me. I know we got movement. Stay with me. Things are not, you might miss it. If you watch them, you might miss it. Things are not just going to happen. Am I too loud out there? Okay, you sure? Okay. Because you got to leave me room to scream. All right. (laughs) I want you to know this morning that things are not just going to happen and things are not going to just not happen. You're not going to just, things are just not going to not occur and things are not going to just occur. You're going to have to take action. If you want something to stop, you're going to have to stop it. If you're going to, if you want something to begin, you're going to have to begin it. If you want something done, then you have a big part to take. You have a big part to take. Matthew 11, 12 says this, and from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. You and I have a huge part in this covenant. Everybody, this is going to sound blasphemous to some of you. Everybody only talks about Jesus do this and Jesus do that. We are in a covenant. If it was all Jesus, now the sin forgiveness is all Jesus. The power is all Jesus. But you and I had to put our hand out. It's a covenant. A covenant is a formal agreement often paid by blood. 
If it was all Jesus, then every single human being on planet earth is saved right now. And that has ever lived post-Jesus. If it's all Jesus, then everybody, would everybody agree that everybody's saved? No, Jesus said, enter ye in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life. And few there be that find it. So we have a part to play. No, you can't. No, your good works do not erase your sin. No, you can't have power in and of yourself. But you have to agree to those things. You're very, people will say you're saved by grace only. No, no, no. You had to believe. That's why you have James 2.24. That's why you have James 2.18. You see that a person is justified by what he does and not by faith alone. Hmm. It's because you had to agree to all of those things. It starts off with an action. People are like, well, I hope my kids are saved. If they didn't take an action of belief, they're not saved. You have to decide to do it. No, your belief does not erase your sin. What you believe in does. Many Christians believe that God is in control. He's not. I'm going to show you today. He's in as much control as you let him be. Most Christians accomplish absolutely nowhere near what, they're, what they are called to accomplish. Because they sit around their entire life waiting for God to move. And God's sitting there saying what? Move. God is in control. Sounds reverent, but it's not. It's irreverent because it's not the Bible. Find it. Go ahead. Challenge me today. Find it. You will not find that verse in the Bible. That's church rhetoric. That's art church, weak church, lukewarm church, COVID caving church rhetoric. Sounds humble, but it's actually laziness and arrogance. It's laziness and ignorance. God is in control. Come what may. That's not the Bible. That's heresy. You know why people say it? Because they don't know what's in the Bible. They're being slowly but surely or fastly and quickly destroyed for lack of knowledge. It's a way to shuffle off to God that which is your responsibility. God is in control. Is there nothing that he's yet? There are times and seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. We'll get to that in a minute. Luke chapter 9, 1 and 2 says this. Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power. Look at now, what did he do? And gave who? Gave them. Wait, wait, wait. Ready? Gave them. Power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. And he sent them to preach the kingdom and to he- the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Luke chapter 10 verse 19. Behold, I give you the authority. Lord, I need you to move. Th- no, take the authority. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. You know what nothing means? What about in the Greek though? You translate it seven times over. What about the Greek? It's nothing. How about the Hebrew? How about the English uh, translation? How about the King James, New King James, NIV, the Message Bible? Nothing means nothing. So what are you talking? Nothing shall by any means. Yeah, that's what I just said. 
nothing. What are you vulnerable to? Only that which your covenant allows you to be vulnerable to. So you look at who you're in covenant with. I believe that Romans chapter 8 verses 16 and 17 says what? That you're a joint heir with Jesus Christ. So you have all of his things. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Ephesians 1, 3. So you're in covenant with them, right? So nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nothing. The only thing that can hurt you is a God-ordained martyrdom. Because that's the only thing that can hurt Jesus. The only thing that can hurt Jesus is the only thing that can hurt you. That's the Bible. You're a joint heir, aren't you? Well, you know, I believe that. But, you know, people get sick, Tom. That's heresy. It's heresy. It's not the Bible. Whatever you bind is bound. Whatever you loose is loose. That's the Bible. That's why you have an absolutely neutered worldwide church. I was watching a video last night for some, from some church in Ohio. And the pastor was talking about, they brought in a transgender guy to talk about how kids are transgendering or transitioning from one sex to the other without their parents' knowledge. They brought the person in. I don't know what happened with that, but the guy received lots of criticism for it. So he was given like his public apology. Actually a written statement, a pastor of a large church. I believe Aaron told me it's a church of 5,000 in Ohio. And he was talking about people leave our church because we allow gay people to serve in our children's ministry. Now this church looks identical to us, but they're not because they're a neutered church. They got clipped. They don't even know it. They're castrated a long time ago. Just talk like that. Singing the same worship songs we're singing. They'll lead you in a sinner's prayer. You're like, how does that work? Don't try to figure it out. You just call it. All you got to do is lump it into deception. I used to, I sit back sometimes. and I'm like, how can people be so galactically ignorant? I don't get it. How do, how do you mesh that in? The guy kept saying things like, you know, we just allow God to move on people as he see fit, as he sees fit. So somebody who's gay or he brought up heterosexual sex too. People who are in sexual sin are serving in our ministry. We let God move as he, as he sees fit and we don't say anything. Is that what you're supposed to do? I thought you're supposed to preach the word instantly. Second Timothy 4, 2. Does that ring a bell, pastor of 5,000? Guarantee you they were closed for a long time. There ain't no Bible in that church. Keys were given to us. Power was given to us. Authority was given to us. But God is in control. I just read to you Luke chapter 9, 1 and 2. Luke chapter 10, verse 19. Power, keys, and authority were all given to us. And we sit around our whole life going, God's going to move. God's going to move. I have torqued off so many Christians that have attended this church by attacking that. I just believe, you know, God, it's going to happen. I've heard, I've, heard, I've heard the revivalists for years. And I'm not talking about legit revivalists like Rodney Howard Brown. I'm talking about crackpot ones that take no action. Rodney Howard Brown preaches revival. You know what he does? He sends hundreds of people into the cities to, to, to usher them, to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. That's a legitimate revivalist. Everybody else going, I can see a time. 
You know, it's like flames starting in my, I've heard this before, Miami. And it comes up the coast and then it hits Fort Lauderdale and it comes up the coast and it's Cape Canaveral and it comes up and hits Jacksonville and then it switches coasts. It comes down to, I've heard it my whole life. You know, my whole life. I've been saved since 1987 in Florida. I've heard that a million times. You know how many times this happened? Goose egg. You know why? Because that's not how God works. You got to plant seed or there's nothing coming. You got to be, I heard my wife talking, which is always scary. I never know what she said up here, but here's the thing. You've got to have targeted prayer, targeted fasting, targeted giving in specificity, or you can forget it. Those of you who tithe just because God tells you to are missing out. God bless you for being obedient, but you're missing out. Every dime I give is targeted seed. Seed, I expect a return. Oh, that's awfully selfish. Why, am I, why is it selfish if it's the word of God? I can give more. That's awfully, yeah, so you spend your whole life giving 10 bucks in the offering? Because you don't look at it as seed. You should be giving thousands. You should be paying the indigent's mortgage for them right now. Instead of Black Rock coming in and stealing everybody's houses, you could be paying their mortgage. But you decide to shut that valve off many years ago because you're humble. You choose your own personal humility, which is idolatry, over the word of God. No, thank you. But God's in control. Yet ye have not because you ask not, but God's in control. James chapter 4, verse 2. Listen to this one. Luke chapter 11, verse 13. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? He's in control or what? Is he just going to fill you? If he's in control, then you're already filled. And I know what the Baptists tell you, that the moment you get saved, you're filled. That's not the, that's not the Bible. That's not Acts chapter, four, Acts chapter 8, verses 14 through 17. That's not Acts chapter 19, 1 through 7. The subsequent filling upon request. But God's in control? No, you have to ask. We have the easy part. Ask. He died on the cross. Your part, Ask. They nailed one cross at a time through his hands, through his feet, through his wrists. And we have to ask. He had to carry that cross down the Via Della Rosa. And we have to ask. He was raised from the dead and all we have to do is ask. Oh, that's works based. Okay. You're just a dum-dum. Pray. If he is in control, why is ask all over the Bible? Why would you have to ask? People always like, you know, you see the, the people send out onto Facebook. You know, I'm just asking for prayer in this, in this thing. How? How? What do you want? Just the Lord, to, you know, his will would be done. What does that mean? Let him ask in faith with no doubting. How are you not violating that verse? James chapter 1 verse 6. If you just simply say, Lord, I just want your will to be done. How are you not asking in doubt? Look at me now. I know some of you are like, eh, but I know the Lord's prayer. Matthew chapter 6, 19 through thir- 9 through 13. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. That's how you pray. Not thy will be done. 
What's going on? If you have sickness, what's going on in heaven? Any sickness? Then that's the will of God for you. That's how it works. I just want God's will, whatever it may be. That's a loser neutered prayer. And that's why the church closed for a year. Because the church is not founded in the Bible. It's too hardcore for the word of God's quick, powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. It's not comfy and cozy. It cuts. It hurts. I don't like what the word of God says about me sometimes. As a matter of fact, I don't like what the word of God says about me a lot of the time. I don't like what it says about temper tantrums in there. I have a little problem with that. I don't like how I feel after I throw a temper tantrum because God starts speaking the word to me. Can't you just cut that part out, God? No. If he is in control, why is ask all over the Bible? Let's talk about targeted prayer again. What do you want? Look at me now. What do you want? What do you want done? I don't care whether it's the White House. I don't care if it's in your own house. What do you want done? Because it's not going to happen unless you do targeted prayer. Specific prayer. What do you want done? See, what I pray right now, and it's happening, it's exposure. Specifically, exposure. Expose them, God. Expose their corruption. I mean, I, so you, can't, you can't be ignorant. Get in there and know some things and then pray specifically over the situation and watch it happen. If you shall ask anything in my name, I'll do it. Expose them, Lord. Look what's happening right now. Lots of exposure. I told you last week, nothing has changed in the world. It's just being revealed. This is not a different world than it was in 1920. Same old world. Some percentages change, but it's the same old world. It's just been revealed now. That's all that's happened. If you want something, you're going to have to have targeted prayer. You're going to have to pick what you want. Well, that's awfully selfish. How do you feel about your kids? I'm like that with my dog. Whatever he wants, he gets. He takes showers with me now. I'm serious. He bites at the water. He's a Malinois. He has the bite force of a pit bull. He sits in there. I'm kind of scared. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, stop biting. When your kids, I'm not talking about spoiling your kids, but you know what? You, do you not want to bless them? Do you not want to provide for them? Well, what about your heavenly father? Targeted prayer. What do you want? Name it specifically. Targeted fasting. What do you want? We know out of Matthew chapter 17, verse 21, that this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. Why? Why don't things come out because, because there was no prayer and there was no fasting? Why won't they come out? Because God doesn't move? No, God's already moved. It's because the prayer is too carnal to receive. There's too much unbelief. What's the verse before that? The, the disciples came to him. I'll see if I'll get to this today. The disciples came to Jesus and said, why couldn't we cast out the devil? Because of your unbelief, how bait this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. Why? They were too carnal. They couldn't receive yet. It's got nothing to do with moving God. You want Joe Biden replaced? You need to be naming his replacement. Yeah. 
and praying and fasting over it. Not so that God moves. He's already moved. As soon as you say it, you're, listen, he loves you. As soon as you say it, he's moving. It's already done. Now it's only a matter of whether you can receive or not. That's all that it's about is casting. That's all your life should ever be about is casting down unbelief. But for too many of you, your life is all about fruit roll-ups and juice boxes and minivans. Got to get to the next soccer practice. Got the PTA meeting. Why don't you pray instead of the PTA meeting instead of going to the corrupt public schools? You're welcome. Darn right. You don't think Sarasota County and Charlotte County schools are corrupt? Please, oh please. They couldn't get CRT in there any faster. Corrupt. Couldn't close any faster. Couldn't mask your kids any faster. And watch out for the vax mandates. I hope some of you came up for prayer this morning. If you took that vaccine, you need to get that leached out of your body by the Holy Spirit. Don't leave this church without getting that leached out of your body today. Well, that means I'm not protected. Oh, man. Don't bother praying then. Targeted prayer. Target, what, do you, what do you want financially? I've, so, I've told you this before. Who demands the mo- most from the church? Those who give the least. Every time, the people that you're like, probably, probably some of you think from my rhetoric up here that I don't want to ever talk to anybody. That's not true. That's not true. But the people who demand the most of my time are the ones who give the least. And I'm not talking about just their money. You don't give your money, but you, listen, what's, what's everything to a pastor? What's everything to a pastor? Attendance. That's number one. You're giving, although that's for you. And you, if, you want to, if you want to prosper, then you better be tithing. But attendance is everything. The people who demand the most from me are the ones who attend the least. Is it, can you send Tom out here? No. I'm not, listen, I'm not going to honor your lack of seed. You don't plant attendance, then I won't be attending. See, there are a lot of people, mainly over here, I'm sensing, don't get that. Got some smiles over here. That was the death warrant over here. I've told you this before. If you're one of those people that's hung up on pastoral attention, and you're like, is Tom going to say hi to me? And if he doesn't, I'm offended. I will purposely not say hi to you. If I know that's you, I'll walk right by you. Because I'm going to make you stop being a 12-year-old girl. That's what pastoring's all about. But if you use finances, what do you want? What do you, what, what do you want to accomplish? What, what, what trap do you want to get out of? What ditch do you want to escape? What seed have you planted? Well, here's a pastor after my money. Well, give it to somebody else then. I don't care. What seed have you planted? If you want out, then you're going to have to have targeted seed. And it's not just money. If you want friends, then you're going to have to plant friendliness. I have, people say this all the time over my years of pastoring. Well, you know, I just couldn't make any friends there. So what I do, you know what I do? Is then I watch them. I can't do it now because we've gotten too big, but I used to when we were little. I watch them. I see, and I would actually, I remember this one woman said that. Well, we just, we haven't been able to connect. I'm like, okay. So I, I tracked her. I watched her for six months. And she attended on average one out of the seven possible meetings that she could go to. 
She'd show up about once a month here. Her husband always showed up, but she would show up once a month, never went to a lady's thing. You're not planting any seed. You're never going to have friends. And you'll pray your whole life, Lord, send me friends. He can't. He'd violate his own covenant doing it. You have to plant seed. This is a covenant of seed. Be not deceived. God is not mocked for whatsoever a man puts in the ground. That shall he also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. Let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. What's he talking about right there? Those are all verses running in a row. Galatians 6, 7, 6, 8, 6, 9. Did you see it? Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. Well, what should I do? If I want friends, should I stay home and scroll all night long? You sow into corruption. He who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap, reap corruption. But he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not be weary in well-doing. What's the well-doing? Planting seed. Don't grow weary in planting seed. Never let up. It's coming back. God is faithful. It'll never return void. Ever. Is God in control? Only if you let him be. You have to do your part. If God is in control, is God in, is God in control of 60 million abortions per year? That's what Christians say all the time. God, I'm just so glad God is in control. God's in control of lockdown churches. God is in control of the proliferation of vaccine mandates and vaccine passports. The precursors for the mark of the beast. God's in control. Aaron sent me something to stoke the flames. Like I, as if I need that. The ark churches are breaking out their usual lovely sermon series that comes out every fall at the movies. You find it? I don't really, I don't really even want you looking that up because I don't want you to get hard hearted. But at the movies, that's what you're going to preach about. I'm talking about these are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and thousands, if not millions of people. That you're going to do a sermon series on at the movies? When you all over the globe right now in the European Union, you can't buy, sell, trade, or travel without your vaccine passport? You're going to preach about at the movies? You're going to to put up, well, I don't even know the movies anymore because I don't go to them. Somebody throw out a movie. I don't know what's out there right now. What's out there? Dudes? Oh, forget it. <laughs> Ice Age 7? Is that what you're going to put up there? And preach about that? You had the proliferation of what you know? If you, do you, does the pastor ever read his Bible? Revelation 13, 16 through 18? That he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. And that no one may buy or sell except the one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. And you preach about at the movies? And those exact churches will be the ones from the pulpit. You know, God, they thank God. God is in control. Is God in control? Of 60 million abortions a year. Is God in control of Bill Gates and Joe Biden? 
People are, you know what's so funny about that is, Revela- is Romans chapter 13, submitting to your ruling authorities, right? Do you know what that means? It has absolutely nothing to do with submitting to tyranny. Right. Nothing. It means, it means ruling authorities like Ron DeSantis, not Gretchen Whitmer. If it did, then every Christian's going to die and go straight to hell for violating it. Every Christian sends Bibles to countries where an underground church is violating their ruling authorities. It has nothing to do with submitting to tyranny. Nothing. They tell you to wear a mask, tell them to shove it. And I mean it, tell them to shove it. Well, I might lose my job if I, take the, if I don't take the vaccine. Lose it. God will prosper you. Don't you take that death blood clot jab. If you have, you need to be leached out of your body today. I will pray over you. It might be embarrassing for you. I don't know. It depends on where you ask me. But I'm going to pray over you. Is God in control of the 30% increase in murder in the United States in 2020? They lock everybody in houses and everybody kills each other. Strange how that works, isn't it? It's funny how it all works to depopulate the planet. Isn't it funny how it all works? The response to COVID, the lockdowns, the maskings, the shutdown of the economy has killed 300 million people of starvation to save 3 million that have died of COVID. Funny how it all works together. You got the 3 million, 4 million died of COVID, they say. But 300 million confirmed died of nothing but starvation. No comorbidities there. Funny how it all works for the people haters and for the baby butchers and for the murderers from the beginning. Is God in control of legalized gay marriage? What he calls an abomination? Men dressing up like women and calling themselves women? You dress up like a woman, I'm calling you a man. I don't care what you say. Well, you know, I go by Sherry. What's your real name, Bob? I'm just going to call you Bob. I'll just make up a male name for you. (laughs) Billy? That's mean, Tom. That's not loving. No, you, that's the same thing as strapping a mask on your face. If you sit there and you call a male a female, a female a male, you might as well strap a mask on your face. Put that muzzle back on. Put another lie out there for everybody. And then in the name of niceness. Well, you know, I just want to be cordial. You know, we got our Thanksgiving gathering here, you know, and Uncle Billy over there, you know, he's one of those COVID people. So we're all just going to wear a mask to make him comfortable. I'll see you at McDonald's. Think the proliferation of vaccine masks is the will of God? That God's in control? Don't think so. Think he's in control of the World Economic Forum and the Great Reset? No, that's the devil. Let me show you. Ephesians chapter 2, 1 and 2. And you, he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course, listen now, the course of this world. According to the prince of the power of the air. Who runs the world? Jesus or the devil? Who runs the World Economic Forum? Who runs Anthony Fauci? There you go. It says it right here. The course of the world. If the answer is not Jesus, then that's the Antichrist. If the answer is transhumanism, all of these whack jobs... Whether it's Zuckerberg or Gates or Klaus Schwab, they all believe in transhumanism. There is no God in their eyes. 
The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. Psalm chapter 14, verse 1. They believe that they're all going to transition into a machine. You think I'm crazy? You think that's Alex Jones' right-wing conspiracy? Alex Jones, believe it or not, has turned outside of lizard people, has turned out to be about 90% correct. The person in control of the world is not God. God does not, I mean, I want you, does God own China's daily atrocities? Their human experiments? They're cutting out organs of live Uyghur Muslims. Every day, raping women. Every day. They're responsible, the Chinese government, the CCP is responsible for 500 million abortions. Half a billion people. That's almost the United States times two. God's in control? What a stupid comment. And what a stupid theology to have. Thomas, it's not nice to say stupid from the pulpit. Listen, I'm long gone. I've told you, I tell you this every week. It's over for me. If you don't want the Bible, then I'll never be invited to their church. In which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. That's the world. The spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. So God's in control. God is not in control of the world. The prince of the power of the air is. We wrestle not against what? principalities, powers, against the rulers of this darkness of this world. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Which, by the way, God's not doing any of those things. You have to do them. God's not in control of you putting on the armor of God. You are. Revelation chapter 12, verse 9. God is not in control of the world. So the great dragon was cast out. The serpent of old called the devil and Satan who deceives the whole world. He was cast where? To the earth. And his angels were cast out with him. It's the devil that's here. The Holy Spirit's on the inside of you. The Holy Spirit where, is wherever you send him. If you don't send him, he's going to stay right with you. You want that lost loved one saved? What are you doing about it? Lord, I just pray a revival comes to Inglewood. Oh, that's a nice pansy prayer. Nice, lazy, ignorant prayer that everybody prays and nothing ever happens. And everyone claims that it'll happen in the future. One decade passes, next decade passes, next decade passes, and it never happens. And you're wondering why. Because there's no seed in the ground. It has to be specific. The devil, the devil is who's running the earth. Verses like this reveal 
how God feels about the world. Let's look at him. How does God feel about the world? If God is in control of the world, he certainly hates himself. I just thank God that he's in control. Then man, God really has low self-esteem. James chapter 4 verse 4. You adulterous people. Don't you know that friendship with the world is hatred toward God? Anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world, you strap your mask on, you take your vaccine, you lock down your church. Well, there's an awfully big cost. If I lock, if I lock that down, they're going to hear, you know, the, the board of county commissioners is going to come and remove my license. Gonna, why? Why do you care? It'll, call, it'll cause a worldwide revival if the whole church stood. You're worried about getting arrested? Anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Anthony Fauci tells you to do something. What should you do? The opposite. He's a baby butcher. Joe Biden is unleashing hell on earth. And you take his vaccine? I will never get that. And I'm sorry for ranting on you because you've already heard it. Especially if you watch the podcast. But I will never understand the Christians and the conservatives that go, you know what? I hate that they're putting a mask on my kid. I hate that they're mandating vaccines. But then you take the very vaccine of the mandators themselves. That's like saying, well, you know what? I hate everything the devil does, but whatever he tells me to do, I'll do. I don't get it. Life is not that simple. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. You know it is. I, I will never get it now. And I, prom- I, didn't make, I didn't promise my wife, but in my mind, I promised my wife that I wouldn't say some of the bad words today that I've been saying. <laughs> I don't cuss. I don't cuss. I say shove things up people's cabooses. That's as bad as it gets. <laughs> but I'll cut out one word and I'll use the other. I will never understand how you have pastors pimping vaccines. How is it that you're looking around the world right now and you are seeing all over the planet that people can't, according to Revelation 13, 16 through 18, can't buy, sell, trade, or travel without their vaccine passport and then you pimp the vaccine. No wonder you have Matthew chapter 24. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold, but he who stands firm to the end will be saved. Now it makes sense, does it not? You sit there and you have the word of God, the book of Revelation. Revelation chapter 13, verse 18 says this, here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast. Understand it. How are you T.D. Jakes and pimping the vaccine? Let him who has understanding calculate it. Know it. Come on, TD. You can't buy, sell, trade, or travel, and you're pimping it? No, what do you do? Do you sell your soul to the devil to be on Oprah Oprah Winfrey's network? Repent and turn to God. I hope it gets to you. As I still want you back. I want them all back. You may think I hate him. I don't hate him. I'm mad at him. Jesus made a whip of cords. I have the right to make a whip of cords. You do too. Make it strewn that thing. Strewn it. Strewn it. I want them all back. Even the ark churches. Which I have a special angst against. 
I do. I love these people. I don't want anybody to go to hell because I'm mirroring Christ. I want to be like him. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Second Peter 3.9. I'm the same way. I want them all back. Stop pimping Anthony Fauci's agenda. What are you doing? Let him hear is wisdom. Here it is. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast. Let's look, at, let's look at what's going on right now. Let's look at what's going on. Why aren't you doing that? Why, why are you preaching another? You did it last year in September or October. Why are you preaching again about at the movies? What are you doing? Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast. It's right there in front of you. Preach it. We turn this whole thing around. People like you and me are going to turn it around anyway with a whole bunch of new Christians. It's going to happen. I'm telling you right now, there are inroads that are happening that maybe you may not be paying attention to the news, but there's inroads that are happening. You know, the University of Akron, just to you, here's good news. University of Akron just rescinded all their vaccine mandates. You know why? You know why? People weren't coming. Denmark did the same. The entire country of Denmark, the entire country of Norway, the entire country of Sweden. There's no COVID there. It's funny how when they all actually drop all the masking, all the vaccine, the COVID actually disappears. Do you know we've never had a viral pandemic that's ever lasted over 18 months till this one? You know what that's called from the podcast? Facts. <laughs> that's the truth. It's the first viral outbreak, a respiratory viral, viral outbreak that's ever lasted past 18 months. Ever. You know why it did? Because people in power want it to last. And then the Christians put their masks back on. What are you doing? Why do you even own one? That should have been caboosed a long time ago. <laughs> If it ever came in your house, <laughs> that's the only part of this old message you'll remember. <laughs> God's in control. What does God think of the world? If God is in control of the world, this is what God says about the world. First John chapter 2, 15 and 16. Do not love the world. You know what that means? Don't love the world. What does love mean? No, it doesn't. What does love not? Don't just don't say nothing. What, what, what does it mean to love God? This is love for God to obey his commands. So what is love? Remember how, remember how during, you know, nobody will ever do it anymore, although Hope and I did it as a public mocking for the world, that when you do your marital vows, the woman would always say, love, honor, and obey. Nobody ever, I know, you're cringing back now. You're all, you're, you're brainwashed. You're brainwashed if you cringe against that. The feminism has gotten to your skull. You need to have your mind renewed. You're like, what did I walk into? The Bible? That's what Christianity is supposed to be about, is the word of God. Do not love the world means do not obey the world. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of the world. That's what it means. The world tells you to mask. You go, no. Locked out, no. Well, yeah, but you got Romans 13. It says to obey your ruling authorities. Not those. Otherwise, you've already contradicted yourself. You're sending money to China. 
for their underground church who are disobeying their ruling authorities. Hypocrite, thou hypocrite, first cast out the beam out of thine own eye, and then shalt thou see clearly to cast out the mote out of thy brother's eye. Come on. Do not love the world or anything in the world. Could that be any more clear? And God's in control. God would need psychological counseling. Yahweh would need to schedule an appointment with Yahweh. <laughs> if anyone loves the world, obeys the world, the love of the Father is not him. That's why you have pastors pimping vaccines. Because they love the world. They obey the world. How many times did you hear the Ark Church pastor say, we got to be a community partner. we got to be a good neighbor. we got to show our love by doing exactly what McDonald's is doing and Burger King's doing. They love the world. They're obedient to the world. You don't shut down. You don't shut down the gathering of the saints who are operating in the power of the Holy Spirit. What are you doing? And listen, if you did, if you're somebody who's visiting and you did, then repent. I want you back. I want you back, but you got to repent. It doesn't count if you just opened up your church. It doesn't count. If you're a pastor or a Christian leader that shut down your ministry, then you got to get out and you got to make a Facebook Live today and say, I was wrong. Don't just open up and act like it never happened. It really chaps my eye too. And I know you've heard this before, but it just absolutely chaps my hide to see pastors out there right now that just reopened their churches and now they're acting like they never closed. There's even pastors lying about it. You liars. If you closed, you closed. I've done lots of stupid things. No, I'm not going to name a whole bunch for your entertainment pleasure. I may have told you this before. I remember I lied to a woman at the front door of this church about 12 years ago. Lied to her face. Because I cracked her in the, from the pulpit. She irritated me the week before. And I, whacked, I just said it in a general way. But I whacked her from the pulpit. And she came up and said, was that about me? Oh, no, no. It wasn't about you. It was just me. <laughs> so it ruined my entire day. My entire week until I, until I either, she somehow called me or I called her. I can't remember what. And I said, I just said, you know what? I lied. I lied to you. It was about you. And, you know, I'm the liar. Look at us now. You sit there and you run. We're about 100 people then. 150 people then. We're running 500 people now. Hey, it's not because I didn't make mistakes. Made lots of mistakes, sinned a whole bunch of times, but I don't sit there and not acknowledge my failures. I confess them. The Bible's confession. Get it out. I'm sorry. Some of you don't ever do that in your house. You just want to just, you know, well, you know, we're just going to move on. That's cowardice. I go confess it. <laughs> Ask my family. Ask them. Get to them before I can get to them. Ask them. They'll tell you. And dad or husband blows it. I go and listen, I don't apologize for that which I'm not wrong about. If I'm not wrong, I'm not apologizing. <laughs> Period. I jumped Tommy's case in the garage the other day. And I told him, I told him two days ago, just so you know, I'm never apologizing for that. Because <laughs> I was right. You got what you deserved. I don't apologize. 
But when I blow it, you ask Aaron. We work together hours upon hours upon hours. Aaron, when I blow, do I apologize? And immediately, quickly. I did it the other day. Jumped his case. We go into the podcast room. I was all chapped about something else. I took it out on him. I sat there and I go, I needed something to get done. And he said, he didn't get it done yet. And I go, that needs to be done. That needs to be priority one. That needs to be done right now. And he goes, I'm doing it right now. He was already doing it on time in perfect fashion. And I did that in front of Will. Will get, Will's up here somewhere. Will right there. Did it right in front of Will. Acted like a jerk. I'm their pastor. I'm their friend. I'm their brother in Christ. Both of them. I'm friends with both of them. And I'm pastor to both of them. Did I sit there and go, well, no, I'm the pastor. I say, oh, I say, oh, baby. Therefore, I am above sin. I'm above carnality. No, I said right away, Aaron, I was wrong. I am sorry. I was a jerk. And Aaron always tries to help me. No, well, you know, you're in this. I said, no, there's no excuse. He's offering mercy and grace. There's no excuse. I'll finish with this. God has given us so much control that he actually had to put parameters around it. In Acts chapter 1 verse 7. It is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. There's some things he actually had to control. No one knows about the day or hour. Not even the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Matthew 24, 36. Worship team, make your way. We are late. How does the time go by so fast for me? Some of you are probably like, I, it's, it's gone by so slow, I thought it'd never end. <laughs> you need to make sure that you, as I tell you every week, the first service doesn't get what the second service gets, and the second service doesn't get what the first service gets. And listen, we preach a whole different message in the second. Make sure that you watch. Stay in the bloodstream of this church because we are a part of turning this whole country around. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. We're going to turn this whole country around. You just look for the little victories. See, these aren't even little victories. How many are my foes? How many rise up against me? Many are saying of me, God will not deliver him. But you are a shield around me, O Lord. You bestow glory on me and you lift up my head. Psalm, Psalm chapter 3, 1 through 3. You look for the victories. What are the victories? Norway is turned all the way around. Denmark turned all the way around. Japan turned all the way around. They're not doing it anymore. The masks are off. There's no vaccine mandates. You want to work? There you work. Not like right here in America. And I want everybody to know this. Look at me now. Look at me now. I want you to know facts. Is there an executive order that's been put in place? That a employer with more than 100 employees, that they by executive order from the Oval Office, that they have to be vaccinated. Is that, is that executive order in place? It's not. Is there an FDA approved vaccination? No. Only for the military. And that started on September 3rd. The military was able to receive comerity. comernity. That's it. They're all a bunch of liars. John chapter 8, verses 44 and 45. I preach it to you all the time. You belong to your father, the devil. Jesus speaking to the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes. You belong to your father, the devil. It is your desire to fulfill your father's desires. It is you want to carry out your father's desires. 
He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language for he is a liar and the father of lies. And Jesus finishes by saying, because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. Don't believe the lies. I'm telling you right now, there's big things that are happening. There's a rising that's happening. You look around the globe right now. I tell you this all the time too. The minority is trying to trick you, the majority, into believing you're the minority and they use fear to do it. Don't believe them. Call them what they are. Don't try to figure it out. Call them what they are. You're a liar. You're a deceiver. You're a bold-faced author of deception. That's all they are. And stand and fight. How do you fight? Finishing right here. And we're going we're gonna to rise up, we're going to pray, and we're going to go. How do you fight? What are you going to pray over this week? You, you already know what's on your heart. You got to pray specifically with a specific outcome. Or don't bother. Lord, I want this in Jesus' name. And if you're like, I'm not sensing the breakthrough, then you got to start fasting. Because unbelief's in the way. Start fasting and cracking on that carnality and it'll break through in your faith. Don't pray for more faith. Pray for less unbelief. That's what you do. Stand with me. Every hand in the air. Thank you so much for joining us. We know that when there are this many people in person or watching online, that there is a chance that some have not started a relationship with Christ. If that's you and you would like a relationship with Jesus that washes away the stain of sin, you will need to start by repenting of your sin, confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and asking him to be the Lord over your life. That means giving up control. If you have never prayed this or you have fallen away and want to return to the kingdom of life, repeat this prayer after me and mean it. Lord Jesus, I ask you right now to come into my life and be my Lord and be my savior. I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins and I now turn from them and I give you my life from this day on in Jesus' mighty name, amen. If you said that prayer, you are saved. Thank you for listening to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope that you have been encouraged and empowered. If you would like to partner with us, please visit foundationchurchfl.com and click on Give.